So let's just lift our Bibles and wave them around as our custom and make Jesus glad and the devil mad. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I've tuned in to live stream on Wednesday night because I'm hungry and thirsty for more. I have need for my faith to be perfected. And I know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As much as I honor and love the Holy Ghost and the anointing, so I do honor and love the Holy Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's turn in our Bibles to Acts chapter 3. It's one of my favorite Bible testimonies, starting with verse 1, right after, the, the, uh, after Pentecost, after the d- disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost which is coming up, Pentecost Sunday is coming up this Sunday. <laughs> and uh, chapter 3, verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, uh, and a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, who had to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him." And so tonight I wanted to share a message entitled Ingredients for Miracles. Ingredients for Miracles. You know, the first recorded miracle by the church. You know, there's other miracles, but this is the first one after Pentecost. First one. And in Acts 4.16, the the rulers of the synagogue or the rulers of the temple called it a notable miracle. A notable miracle by the temple rulers. And what would be a notable miracle? One that's widely known and, and cannot be denied. That They defined what it was. Widely known and could not be denied. Therefore, it was a notable miracle. And uh, so there's several interesting aspects when I read this testimony of how Peter and John ministered to this man. First of all, they didn't pray for him. No prayer was made. Number two, they fastened their eyes on them. So they had eyes of compassion. They didn't just look at him like he's a piece of meat. They didn't just look at him like they normally look at somebody. But they, they looked at him with, with, with compassion. They, they saw the great need that he had, and they were touched by it. And then number three, man's faith was not mentioned. His, his faith, the, the lame man's faith was not mentioned. Not mentioned. And so... <clears throat> Then it talks about the boldness of Peter and John. They had boldness and that they had been with Jesus. This this comes in Acts chapter 4 when you read the entire account. 
They, they saw the boldness of Peter and John and took note that they had been with Jesus. And, that, uh, and then uh, he uh, was healed and then saved. See, he was healed first. He's a Jewish man, but then he, he uh, you know, obviously gave his heart to Jesus. So he was healed first, then saved. And then um, this man was healed on Peter and John's faith. I wanted you to see that. So our faith is important in, in these last days because sometimes we encounter people that don't really have any faith. They don't really have any teaching. So it's really up to us to be the point people. And we can get people healed and then saved sometimes, you know. So um, now I wanted you to point out something that, that you know, that we want to look at because we're talking about ingredients for miracles. And, the, and this, this miracle had some ingredients to it. First of all, Peter and John had seen many miracles. They had seen Jesus perform many miracles and they themselves had performed miracles. Back when they were sent uh, by two and two, you know, by Jesus and then later when they were part of the 70 that was sent out. And so they had seen many miracles. And then in John 14, 12 and Mark 16, they had heard what Jesus said about the greater works. He said, the works that I do shall you do also and greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. They heard him say that and they also heard him say in Mark chapter 16, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And so uh, they also heard him say in Acts 1.8, that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So I wanted you to see, they'd seen some things and they had heard some things. And these make up the ingredients for this powerful miracle. They just knew that God was going to back them up when they got out there. I mean, they went out there with purpose. They went out there intentionally looking for the ripe harvest. And lo and behold, there he was, this man lame from his mother's you know, womb, out there, 40 plus years old, never walked in his life. And a notable, notable miracle was done. So, and they said, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, give I thee. Such as I have, give I thee. See, they knew something about what they had. Well, guess what? You and I have the same thing they had. <laughs> we have his name, we have the Holy Ghost power, and we have his word. <laughs> Praise God. You know, we've all seen and heard some things, amen? Uh, Sarah here in Hebrews 11, let's turn over there real quick. Hebrews 11, verse 11, it says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised you know, she judged him faithful. The word faithful means reliable, trustworthy, true to his word. And uh, so she had a lifetime of, of seeing God intervene. I mean, she's, she's uh, Abraham's wife. She'd seen all kinds of amazing interventions by God and had witnessed it. And then she heard the promise directly one time when when Jesus in his pre-incarnate form said, you know, you're going to be having a child. 
And she laughed. Now, why are you laughing? Oh, I'm not. I didn't laugh. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, I didn't. Read it for yourself there in Genesis. So she heard uh, the promise directly. You're going to have a baby even though you're old and even though you're past childbearing age. So she, she had seen and she had heard. And so that she knew that she could depend on God's word. She trusted him. She judged him faithful who promised. And so she and Abraham both, see, they both had to have the ingredients for that miracle. Wasn't enough, just one of them. They both had to have the ingredients for their miracle. And, uh, and so she had seen and she had heard. Uh, we just got notice uh, from one of our ministry partners that works in Asia. And they had some time ago planted a church, and this is a communist country, and it's underground churches, and uh, they're not free publicly to preach the gospel. And when the government finds out, they shut them down. They often imprison or kill the pastor. And so this church, um, they heard from the church's uh, pastor, and uh, uh, four officers came to their home to arrest them, said they were there to arrest them for preaching the gospel. And um, the teenage daughter of the pastor got a word of knowledge about the captain of the four that were there, that he had had severe pain most of his life from an accident. It turned out to be a car wreck that he had had when he was young. And all his life, he'd suffered severe pain. And she ran up to him after this word of knowledge and laid hands on him in the name of Jesus. And this man who was her oppressor, this man who was the enemy of, their, of, their, of what they were doing, this man was instantly healed of that pain. And they all four received the gospel. They heard the, I should say they heard the gospel. A little while later, we're going to pray because they need to, they need to complete this work. They need to get saved. They heard, now they need to respond. But here's a case where somebody got healed without any strings attached. I mean, they just, and I mean, you know, they left the house without arresting anybody and without, do, without shutting the church down. <laughs> Wonder what they told the boss. <laughs> oh, come on, lift your hands right now. Lord, we just rejoice right now. You're at work and you're at work among the young people. Lord, these young people full of God, full of the anointing of God, able to have words of knowledge, able to lay hands on the sick. Oh, praise God. I'm so glad we're partnering with that ministry, aren't you? <laughs> we got a little small part of that. <laughs> glory, glory to God. I just believe those four are going to get saved. Now, they heard it. They saw it. They should, they should get saved. They will get saved. In Jesus' name. So <clears throat> let's just go over the ingredients for miracles tonight. Just, it's a simple message, but I think we can all benefit from it. Uh, of ingredients for miracles for you and for a lost world. I mean, sometimes you need, you need a miracle and sometimes people that you encounter need a miracle and sometimes people you hardly even know need a miracle and you can be the one that can give it to them, cause them to receive. So don't forget, this is, this is the thing, don't forget, number one, don't forget what you have seen. You know, God teaching you directly. Revelation, when you read your Bible or when you're in prayer, rhema words, God moving in your life. Don't forget what God has done for you. Don't, don't forget all the times that he has moved on your behalf. 
And, uh, and also, don't forget how you've observed others where God was moving in their life and you were a personal witness to what God did for them. See, that's, that's direct. You've seen some things directly. Just say the word directly. See, this is what I'm talking about. Don't forget what you've directly seen God do. You've seen a lot. You know that? Especially if you've come to this church for any length of time, you, you've seen a lot. I mean, we had a young teenager that came to the church for the very first time Sunday night. And I, cha- you know, the Holy Ghost changed the whole order of service. And I prayed for everybody. Uh, I, I felt in my heart that somebody was here under a, a lot of pain and, and they were not going to be hindered from receiving from the word. So come on down here if you have pain or if you're burdened and it's going to be an obstruction to you receiving. And, and this young man came up along with about six or eight other people. And uh, I laid hands on this young man. I'd never seen him before. I didn't know him. But uh, Holy Ghost knew him and changed the whole service for his benefit because I found out after the service that he came in church with a real, uh, his back was really hurting. And, uh, and, I, and I said, well, you know, the Holy Ghost changed the whole service just for you. And besides that, I have a, a, a special anointing for backs, backs and skin problems. <laughs> Probably had more backs and skin diseases and skin problems, eczema, rash, whatever, psoriasis. Those are things that, just, that, are, that are more often than other things that I, when I have seen results. I've seen a lot. So we saw something again Sunday night. So you've seen a lot if you've come to this church, whether you don't come to this church, you've seen God do a lot of things. Stir it up. Remember it. Don't forget it. Secondly, uh, don't forget what you've heard. See, you've heard testimony, what others have told you. Maybe you didn't see it, you didn't witness it, but they told you. Uh, Others have taught you. Man, if you come to the, again, what you've, when you come to this church, I teach you and I teach you by precept and example. I give you examples of my life of how God has done things. You might not have been there to see it. You might not have been there and watched it, but I've taught you and I've spoken to you. You've heard it. See, don't forget those things that you've heard. Don't forget the things that you've seen directly. Don't think, forget the things that you've heard indirectly. See, that's indirect. What you see yourself is direct. What you hear about through others is indirect, but it's still valid. Don't forget it. Stir it up. <laughs> You've heard a lot. Boy, I've heard, I've heard so many things. I, I look back over all the decades I've been saved and all the testimonies I've heard, the powerful ways that God has moved in other lives, all the things I've seen, number one, that's direct. And then number two, indirectly, what I've heard other people talk, talk about. I've heard a lot. I stir it up. I stir it up on a regular basis. I sit and think about those things on a regular basis. Why do I do that? Because they're ingredients for miracles. The more it's in my spirit and the more that I'm lifted by the memory of those things and I keep it stirred, then I'm more ready now when, when opportunity arises. And so then what you've seen and what you've heard converts down into what you know, what you know. What you know is a product of what you've seen and what you've heard. <laughs> so you've got to stir that up. What you, what you indirectly and directly know, see, because it's made up of things that's, that you've seen and heard. 
And so don't forget, stir it up. Stir it up. You know a lot. You've seen a lot, you've heard a lot, and you know a lot. And so we have the ingredients for miracles, not only for ourselves, but for others. Let's just lift our hands. This simple message. Let's lift our hands right now. <laughs> oh, do you judge God reliable, trustworthy, true to his word? Say that I do. <laughs> I know he's going to do it for his own sake. <laughs> we've got the same name. We've got the same Holy Ghost. We've got the same word as the apostles, the ingredients for miracles. I trust this is a blessing. It's just blessing talking about it and especially hearing about that that four uh, police officers in a communist country that uh, were sent to do harm and they, they got good done to them, or at least one of them did. In fact, I, th I just think we ought to, you know, the missionary asked, who, who, who will believe for these four to get saved? So let's just, let's just pray for these four right now. Father, you know who they are. You know their names. You know all about them. You're the one that gave the word of knowledge to this precious uh, daughter of the pastor. Instead of being afraid, she heard from God and ran to him and laid her hands on him. I can't imagine what kind of courage that took for her to do that. And he was instantly healed. Father, first of all, thank you for that miracle. Thank you that they heard the gospel. They got the gospel given to them. The good news was given to them while they were there. And they left without raising a hand of violence. They left without arresting anyone. They left the church intact without doing harm. And now, Father, deal with their spirits. I break the power of darkness that's blinded their mind to the gospel, press the claims deep inside of them. Each, all four of them heard and saw something. And Father, those are the ingredients that they need for the miracle, of, the greatest miracle of all, the greatest is salvation. Lord, we just claim them in the name of Jesus for, for you. We mark them for you. And Lord, they're going to begin to do good right where they are. They're going to begin to have influence in their precinct or where, wherever their division of, of authority is. And I thank you for it right now. Praise God. We claim them for the gospel. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen, amen, amen.